Hello, friends, and thank you for joining Christ Church Online. We are taking a brief break from our Walk This Way series, which means this is a perfect time for you to catch up on some messages that you may have missed or those that you would like to revisit. To help you do that, you can find our sermons on our app, which is available on iOS and Android devices, online at ccgf.org sermons, and also videos of our Wilson Hall service can be found on our YouTube channel. Our break in our series is so that we can take a moment to celebrate the week we just had here with Summer Day Camp. Our children's ministry pastor, the Reverend Mike Kepfer, will be leading us this week with a recap on our Summer Day Camp, as well as some encouragement for us to get involved with a message entitled, The Lord of the Harvest. Here is Pastor Mike with his message. Thank you for listening. I said it in the first two services, I have the best job. I really do. I get to do this. God's calling on our lives. We're going to talk about the Lord of the harvest. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about camp and what our little ones learned. But my prayer is this morning that God stirs in your hearts, in your ears, some of the same truths and the same calling and invitations that our little ones got this week at camp. But my prayer is that you will, just like a little one of faith, at the end of this message, receive the Lord just like one of our campers and respond to what the Lord is doing and what the Lord just might be asking. So I'm going to pray for us, and we'll get going. Father God, we do pray as we bow our heads and as we pray before you, we seek you, the Lord of the harvest. We surrender to you, the Lord of the harvest. Lord, we come before you thanking you, praising you for all that you did. Lord, for all the little children, for all the counselors, the adult volunteers, Lord, that the camp would glorify you, and it did, was our prayer. All above all things, that you would be honored with what we do and what we say. And with every breath, may we sing and dance and praise you. And so that is our prayer still this morning, Lord. With every breath, may you be praised. And with all that we say and do, may you be glorified. We pray this in the name of the Lord of the harvest, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. It really was an awesome camp. I've been doing this for, I thought about it this week, 25 years I've been on staff, and I have not missed the kids' camp summer yet. Now, I tell that to you because I think 40 years ago when I was five years old, is really the first time I went to camp. It was a kids' camp, maybe not exactly like what we did this week, but I can still remember at age five, and I've been going to kids' camp ever since. And I share that with you because I am going to invite you to be part of camp this morning and some of the things that we learned. But we have an amazing, talented family ministry staff. Our student ministry pastors, Pastor Robbie that you got to hear this morning from, and Pastor Jamie, who's our family pastor, and Pastor Doug, our student ministries, they have trained up our counselors, our our team that you saw up here, and they, I would hold them up to any team I've ever served with over all the years. They did an amazing job. And they're not here right now. They're all downstairs one more time with all the campers. But they did an amazing job loving the children that God has entrusted to us. And so I'm going to challenge you a little bit this morning, but I want to walk through a couple of the days, each day, a little bit of what we learned. Pastor Jamie, on day one, and I pray this resonates in your ear just like it did the kids, taught them that God made them, that he walked through the creation story and they said that God lovingly made them. Now, even from day one, with the help of the high school and the middle school helpers, the volunteers, you could see it in the kids. Some of them have not heard. Maybe, maybe you haven't heard. God made you in his image. God made you. He poured out his love. He created them. And all of a sudden, even on Monday, they were, they were taking that truth 
And then Pastor Robbie shared on Tuesday that God is for you. That's the song that they sang up there, that God is for you. Who could be against you? And you could hear a little camper's heart starting to pound almost with excitement. God is for me. God is for us. As you put your trust in Jesus Christ, as he's your Lord and Savior, you'll learn this truth, not just as a camper, but as an adult. God is for us. And then on Wednesday, Pastor Doug, working with our student ministries, all the counselors, got to come up and share that God is always with you. He talked to the Joseph story and that you're never alone. Even if you feel like you're alone, God is always with you. And this was almost like a, a sigh of relief, a reminder to our kids, but also to all the teenagers that have gone through middle school and high school years. God is always with you. God is with and And now you can see, even by day three, the campers, and, and maybe even you this morning going, wait, God created me? God is for me? God is always with me? And then our senior pastor, Jared, if you saw that little clip up there, dressed in white, paint was being thrown on him, and, and goo and pies, and then the feathers and the confetti. That was our senior pastor, Jared, that shared on Thursday. We were all here together for the children that they might know the Lord and learn. And on Thursday, he shared that invitation that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sin. We sang songs that he puts the pieces of our heart back together. He forgives us. And I got to share on Friday after that invitation, summarize the whole week and simply say that God made us for a reason. God loves us. God doesn't make mistakes in, you know, I'm telling you, I have the best job because you could see the kids on day five. They're celebrating, they're dancing, they've loved the week, but they're hearing truth that's proclaimed from God's word that God made them. No matter what size they are, no matter what their hair looks like, I made fun of a couple of my grade school pictures and my hair back in the 80s. <laughs> Feathered, fro, fluffy. And I just took a look and said, no matter how God made you. So I showed them myself as, you know, a five-year-old and then I showed them a little bit in that grade school year and then those early junior high years where I was feathering and throwing it up this way. Back in the day, I had curly hair, you know, it was the 80s. And you could see the kids starting to realize, wait a minute, God made me, thinking through that from the beginning. And then God is for me. And then God is always with me. God always loves me by day five. So, so what do I do now? What's that reason, that purpose of God made me? And they're starting to say, not only do I trust you, Lord, how can I continue to worship you and dance for you and serve you? And that's really what we're going to talk about in the Lord of the Harvest. Just like our campers got invited to is that God doesn't make mistakes. God has you. He made you. And he has a reason for your life because he wants to pour his love out to you. But as you know him, and you're not quite sure just where that relationship is, it's in him. And so that reason that we're made is to be in relationship with a loving God. And in that relationship, he compels us to love others. He compels us to be part of his mission as Christ Jesus loved us. And as Christ Jesus forgave us, to love and forgive others. And now our kids are signed up Friday, not just for this week, because they do want to have one more summer camp. We could do it, Pastor Robbie, right? One more week? Rich, one more week? So they're signing up, and they're saying now to the Lord of the Harvest, just like I prayed two months ago, because there were 11 high school volunteers two months ago that signed up, came to our first training. Now, I know the Lord always provides, but even for a guy that's been doing this for 25 years, that's not enough. And we had 16 adults that signed up online two months ago. So the team was, you know, assuring me, no, no, we've got, we've got volunteers. Well, okay. 
But then I looked at Pastor Robbie and Pastor Jamie, and I'm sitting in this meeting with our staff going, well, we could do camp, you know, the 11 of them and us, and we could do this. But God provided and brought forward more workers, laborers, volunteers. And so I just got to share with you, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Somewhere midweek of camp, God put this little thought in my heart, stirred it in my mind. I was praying over the counselors, the the speakers, and then Thursday was really the invitation. But Wednesday night before that invitation to know and trust the Lord, what if the Lord gave us a thousand campers? It's possible. When you're having fun, it's awesome. And all of a sudden, kids are translating awesome camp, awesome counselors. I feel loved. God must be loving. They'll bring their friends. It's not hard to get to a thousand. I know I'm praying that the Lord does it slowly and steadily. (laughs) Give me four or five years, Lord. Please have mercy. But I know he'll provide. But whatever God adds and whatever God does, but if it one week turned into two weeks and two weeks turned into three weeks, that prayer to the Lord of the harvest is something I've been praying for 25 years. For most of my ministry years, I've been praying this prayer, and I want to share and unpack it a little bit with you. Because you might be a little surprised, as the Lord has taught me, what he might be doing this morning for you. The Lord of the harvest, chapter 10. Now, he's already sent out the 12 disciples. He sent them out to learn and what to do and how to share about Jesus Christ. Now he's sending out the 72. He sends out the next pack that have received him, followed him, and learned, and he's given them instruction, specific instructions, where to go, what to bring with them, what not to bring with them. Very specific to this group, but also applies to us because, hear this, he told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful. There's a thousand kids easily within 10 miles of this church. Not to mention in your own communities where you live and within miles of where you live. God have mercy for a thousand campers. But Lord of the harvest, send workers because the workers are few. But he'll provide. It says, ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Ask him. Go, I'm sending you out, ready for this? Like lambs amongst wolves, sheep amongst wolves. He starts to say, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be obstacles. He tells them what to do. I just want to back up and say, look, if it's his harvest, and this is how I learned to pray back in 1991, my first staff year as an intern running camp. Our one week quickly turned into two weeks. And I think it's been three weeks ever since. And as we were running camp, I remember the youth pastor pulling me to the side and saying, I don't know if we're going to have enough counselors. I don't know if we're going to have enough workers. And so we sat down together and we prayed. And it's really the first time that I think I prayed this prayer to the Lord of the harvest, that if the harvest was plentiful, there was all these kids and and our youth ministries were busting out and, and we had all these people coming and we thought, well, if we're going to hold this camp, we're going to need God to send more people to help us run this camp. And so I remember praying maybe for the first time, but this is what the Lord stirred in my heart. I knew him as Savior as a young child. At age five, I told you I went to camp. At age five, before I even went to camp, I accepted Jesus Christ with my mom. I sat on her knees, she prayed with me, and I accepted him as my Savior. I grew up knowing Jesus as my Savior and my Lord, but I'm not sure I really knew what it meant to pray to him as Lord and Lord of the harvest. What I mean by that is I'm not sure I've ever really, until those early high school years, did I surrender my life to him other than he was my savior? 
I knew Jesus as my savior, but this lordship, I'm coming underneath him and whatever he would ask of me, that I would put my life under him and whatever he would lead me to be willing to respond to him as Lord. It was getting ready for a kid's camp that all of a sudden it stirred in my heart and in my ears and in my thoughts. If he's really Lord, which I knew the truth, it'd been proclaimed to me as a child, I knew the truth. I'd heard it. But this is when it stirred. It was like he was tapping me on my shoulder. If you're praying for me to send workers because the harvest is plentiful, what about you? It was a quiet whisper on my own shoulder. I was just praying for more counselors and, and more helpers in the middle school because we're being overwhelmed. We're being overrun by middle schoolers. And then we had high school helpers. And, and as a graduating high school student, I was asking all my friends, trying to get them to the counselor training shops and, and recruiting for this kid's camp. But all of a sudden, there was a tap on my shoulder that was a little different than just getting help for camp. It was, well, what about you? If the harvest is plentiful, what about beyond one week of camp? Well, two weeks of camp or three weeks of camp. What about beyond this moment? And I started to hear, and, and, and what I mean and when I ask this of you is I hope it stirs in your heart and your ears. What is your part in the Lord's harvest? If he tells us the harvest is plentiful, what is your part on his mission? It's not just if we have a thousand kids next Dear God, have mercy. Awesome that you volunteer for kids camp. It's being part of the mission that God has and calling all of us to that. Wherever you would serve, it would be for the Lord, but you're part of working for the harvest. If he's Lord and Savior, what I'm going to ask you to do at the end of the message time is simply pray like a child, like we asked our campers, to be like a young child, and to receive Jesus Christ with the same trust and, and faith of a child to say, I would be willing to do whatever God is asking of me. If he's Lord, and I'm praying, maybe you don't think you've prayed yet to the Lord of the harvest, and you would say, I'll do whatever God makes clear and is asking of me. That's a different prayer. That's the different kind of prayer that I started to pray as a graduating high school student. I will go where he sends me. I will do as he's making clear what he's asking of me. And whatever it is, Lord, I'm willing. That prayer of praying to the Lord of the harvest is a little different than just asking for the forgiveness of my sins and, and asking for my daily bread. We actually prayed to the Lord of the harvest the same prayer this morning. In the Lord's prayer, we pray, Hallowed be thy name. Meaning, God, your name be glorified. May it be revered and, and may we be in awe of your name. May you be honored. And the second part of that prayer is, your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning, your will, not mine, but your kingdom has not only come, may it what? Grow and expand. You're praying to the Lord of the harvest that the kingdom is here. And every day, if you visit with us on Sundays or you've been here every Sunday, you've actually been praying to the Lord of the harvest that his kingdom come. His will be done. You're really praying. You just didn't know it yet. I'm willing, Lord, if your kingdom come, your will be done. If it's your will, whatever you ask is what you're saying. I will do it. Your will be done. You're praying to the Lord of the harvest going, okay, I'm uh, not exactly sure what Pastor Mike's asking, but God, he's not you and you're not him, but that's really important. 
But if you're asking me, what is it that the Lord is asking? So let me read the scripture one more time. Because every Sunday, for the most part, we almost always say the Lord's Prayer. You're praying to the Lord of the harvest. And my prayer is he's tapping you on the shoulder. What about you? If we pray to the Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done. What is your part in the Lord's mission and in his harvest? He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And then he gives them instruction. Here's what you're to do. Stay focused. Here's what you're to do. Don't get distracted. Here's what you're to do. But I think as we grow up well beyond, except for me, going to camp, because I've been going since I was five. But when we grow up in the camp messages and the camp truths that were declared, and if you've never been to camp and you got to experience just a glimpse of camp today, when we see and we receive God's word, my prayer at the end of the week was that God would seal this in the hearts in the minds and the thoughts of our campers and our counselors, that he would seal the truth, that they would always know these truths, but that they would begin to understand that God has made us for him. He didn't need us. He was perfect. He was complete. But to love us and to be in relationship with God and through that relationship compelled to be in relationship and loving others, to be part of his mission. And so I was told by that same youth pastor, and I'm going to share with you, Because only a youth pastor can get a teenager's attention in a certain way. That's why these guys are awesome. I've got a teenager that's hanging out with Pastor Robbie now. Out of six boys, I've got my first teenager there, and soon he'll be in the high school. But youth pastors have a way to support our parents and our families, but they can get your attention. And my youth pastor said to me, after God was stirring that tap on the shoulder, when I was just praying to be a volunteer to help with camp, my youth pastor pulled me to the side and he said, hey, now that summer's over, What about you? And I thought, oh, that's exactly what God was doing. What do you mean, what about me? And I looked at Brad, and Brad looked at me. He was my youth pastor, and I said, he said, I know you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, but it's time you begin serving him as your Lord. All things come before him, you know, before him, meaning lay it out before him, surrender. And I thought, I'm not sure I've really done that. And he said the same thing that I'm going to share with you. I'm not sure I've ever really accepted him, at least when I was in high school, to say, whatever you're asking, I'm willing. Whatever you're going to do, I'm with you. Send me, I will go. So he prayed with me, and before he prayed, he said, Mike, we came back from Haiti. It was a mission trip, so a little context for you there. I was really taken by what God was doing outside of the North Hills of Wexford. He was doing an awful lot of things, really amazing things in Haiti. But I came back from Haiti and he said, Mike, I know you're, you're excited about what God is doing. But as he stopped and he stared at me, he said, now is the time that you're no longer part of the mission field. You're a missionary for the rest of your life. He prayed with me and he says, I pray that you just go the distance, not just for this summer, not just for next summer, but that you would serve him and be on mission for him. And wherever he sends you, whatever he's going to ask, are you willing? And I don't know what I'm signing up for as a graduating senior in high school, but my youth pastor has got me praying that you'll continue to serve him. And he said, go the distance. May you do this for life. Now, I don't expect you necessarily to be running kids camp for the next 25 years. But wherever God is asking, wherever he's sending, he's the Lord of the harvest. And if he's your savior, then he's your Lord. Whatever he's asking, you're simply just going to pray this morning, 
with a response that says, yes, I'm willing. Now, you'll know better than me, but if you want to talk or pray to one of our pastoral teams, if God is stirring in your heart, he's been asking you something maybe for a long time. This morning, like a camper, I just want you to say, I'm willing, Lord, to do what you ask. And he will lead you. He will make you clear to that. But, you know, I put a license plate on the back of my truck in high school that said, send me. It was Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Here am I, Lord. I will go. Because basically the question is the same that I had when I was in high school and when I was serving the Lord. Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And so as, you know, a graduating high school senior, coming back from a summer of kids' camps and a summer mission trip, I just put that in my license plate to remind me, but I had no idea that response was simply saying, if the Lord is asking, I will go. And my prayer is, as well as just a, a gentle reminder, I do believe he's asking all of us. If we call ourselves Christians, then we need to be part of his mission and be part of his harvest, which is plentiful, working for him. I'm just excited that you prayed for us and you cheered us on. But to be a Christian means to be a worker for his harvest. And there's a part that maybe you haven't been able to respond to yet. There's a part that God's stirring in your heart saying, I'm I'm not sure, but I'm willing what that part is. But he has a part for you that's part of his harvest because the harvest is well beyond VBS. It's our communities, it's our neighborhoods, it's our homes. It could be our own brothers and sisters and parents and aunts and uncles, but the harvest is plentiful and God is saying, hey, what about you? Are you willing? And he will continue to lead you and make clear if you simply say, not only do I accept you, my Savior, you're my Lord, I'm willing to do what you ask. And so we're gonna ask you to pray to the Lord of the harvest and simply tell him I'm willing. Now, you probably have not done this unless you're a camper. You're going to do a repeat after me prayer. Like a little child. When I pray, you pray and you repeat that prayer. And I'm just going to help you. I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to simply pray, Dear Jesus, Lord of the harvest. And then you repeat that prayer. And like a young child that simply says, Yes, Lord, I know you're creating me. I know you're for me. I know that you're always with me. I know that you always love me. And you made me for a reason, so I'm willing I'm willing, Lord, to whatever you ask, I say yes. Wherever you want to send me, I will go. If you've never prayed that prayer, you're not alone. But I was invited to say that prayer when I was a senior in high school. And every day, I believe every week, every month of my life, I continue to still hope and pray to have that heart that says, Lord, whatever you're asking, yes. Lord, whatever you're asking, yes. And that's how we're going to pray. Let me pray for you, and then I'll say, like a child today, repeat after me, but let me pray for you. So, Father God, you have taught us to put you first, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. As we pray, Lord, we're praying to you because the harvest is plentiful, not just the thousands of children that can come to camp, but the one person we work with, the one brother or sister that we are intended to love, and not hate. The father, the mother, the aunt, the uncle, the grandparent that still needs to know you. Maybe it's us this morning hearing your truth, knowing that you love us and you've forgiven us. But Lord, we pray that you would stir in our hearts, that you would seal in our hearts and our thoughts that you've called each of us to be part of your mission, to work and serve you. 
to be in a relationship with you and to know your love and to love you, but because of that love, to be compelled to love others. So Lord, we pray and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, oh, you sound like little campers. Dear Jesus, Lord of the harvest, I am willing. Send me. I will go where you send me. Ask me, Lord. Lord of the harvest. To work for you. To serve you. For I am willing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.